Hi friends, welcome back to the Bible Project Daily Podcast. And the project is to work through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Today we're in the second part of our three-day sojourn in Genesis chapter 40. The story of what happens to Joseph when he's flung into this dungeon of despair and the discouragement that he faces. Now you remember that he's been thrown in prison alongside this cupbearer and this baker and that they've had dreams at night and we're going today to look at what Joseph makes of those dreams and how this whole situation plans out. So that's the plan today. I'd like to remind you that if you're joining us for the first time that uh, there's always a transcript copyright free available of any of the podcasts that I've done and that goes all the way back to the beginning. So within the episode notes of any audio version of this uh, podcast you can find links to not only the episode notes but other places where you can access my teaching resources and materials. Things like the uh, my Facebook page, the YouTube channel and uh, my Patreon account but I'll tell you more about that at the end. But these resources are always put in the public domain. They're there for you to use in whatever way you want, either personally for your own devotional time, or you can use them in the creation of any material of your own. But anyway, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me and uh, we'll drop straight in uh, and pick up where we picked up last time. I'll see you at the end. So here we are uh, continuing through Genesis 40 and we're going to pick up the text immediately in the next verse, which will be verse 5 which tells us each of the two men the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt who were being held in prison had a dream the same night and each dream had a meaning of its own when Joseph came to them the next morning he saw that they were dejected so he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house why do you look so sad we both had dreams they answered but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So if you like, this is phase two of the story that is contained within chapter 40, uh, the story of the baker and the cupbearer and the dreams that they have. Now, a question pops into my mind when I look at that is what causes dreams? From a biblical point of view, I've heard it taught that dreams can come from the devil, and others I've listened to have suggested that dreams come from the Lord. Well, maybe on occasion dreams can be demonic, and maybe on the other hand they could be divine. But as another Bible teacher I respect rather humorously said, or maybe they just came from your indigestion. So be careful not to read too much into dreams or assume that they always have to mean something. 
At any rate, these two have a dream, and they wake up the next morning, and they remember their dreams, and they talk about those dreams to each other. But notice they each had a dream independent of the other, and they also, neither of them, understand what that dream means. Not only do they not understand it, they don't know how to interpret the dream, so they become a bit troubled, discouraged actually, it says by it, and they wondered how they might get their dreams interpreted. So when Joseph saw them the next morning, he saw they were feeling a bit disheartened, and he simply asked them, what's going on? Why are you so sad? There seems to me to be something revealed here about Joseph's personality, in the sense that he's empathetic, he's sensitive to other people's moods. That clearly points that way for me anyway. He senses the sadness and the disheartened feelings here, and he feels he needs to say something about it. And he asks, what's up? What's going on? And they tell him, well, it's really quite straightforward, they say. We are troubled because we had dreams last night, and we don't have a clue as to what they mean. We just don't know how to interpret these dreams. So initially, Joseph reminds them that interpretations always belong to God. Then he says, tell them to me, tell me your dreams. But again, notice Joseph said, God is the one who gave you this dream, and I am just the one that God has told the meaning to. Now, it's interesting that he says this, particularly if you remember how Joseph got into this mess in the first place that he now finds himself in. He had a dream. Remember the beginnings of his story? How Joseph had a dream in which his brothers bowed down to him and his father bowed down to him as well. That's why the brothers got so angry. It was the dream that made them jealous of him. So dreams have been a big thing in the past for Joseph. Dreams and their interpretations have had enormous repercussions for him in the past. This was a big issue for Joseph. It was because of a dream his brothers threw him into a pit and then they pulled him out of it and sold him into slavery in Egypt. That is exactly how he ended up in the mess he's in today. But at the same time he recognises he knows that sometimes these things can come from God and he accepts that one of the gifts God has given him is the ability to interpret dreams. So he simply says to them, tell me the dream. Now before I go on I think I need to say something more about dreams today and what we should make of them because if I don't I'm sure there will be questions that have popped into people's minds out there wondering what my views will be on it and ask the question how do we interpret dreams today? Does God even give people dreams today? Well the answer to that question is it depends. They talk about this sort of thing a lot in psychiatry and psychology and this is probably because the fact is about a hundred years ago a guy named Sigmund Freud really put a lot of focus and emphasis on dreams. There was a time if you went to see Sigmund Freud or one of his disciples which was most psychologists and psychiatrists in the first half of the 20th century up until fairly recent times if you went to see any of these people, they would put you on a couch, so to speak, sit behind you, and then they would ask you to start talking. And one of the first things they would often ask would be, 
would be something along the lines of tell me about your dreams. I know I'm simplifying this, but it was one of Freud's main theories, and that theory was that dreams were the desires and frustrations of the subconscious mind. And by talking about your dreams, you could figure out what your problems were. Freud believed it was likely your problems were deep buried in your subconscious mind. Now, it's hard to prove or disprove something like that. And it's worth also noting that a lot of modern-day psychiatrists and psychologists now reject that idea from a scientific point of view. One of Freud's main contemporaries was a man named Carl Jung, who also talked a lot about dreams. And what I think is interesting, if a patient spoke to someone who followed a Freudian way of interpreting dreams and then spoke to another psychiatrist who followed a Jungian theory, they would find out that they both reached two very different conclusions and interpretations. So all I'm saying is that taking the widest view across all the disciplines that, that address these sorts of issues, the truth of the matter is, it seems to me, is you can't really reach any consensus as to what dreams mean. Which is to say, we don't just know for sure what causes dreams, we also don't know what they mean. Which tells me, quite simply, as Christians, we've got to be very careful if we want to try and start interpreting dreams. Now, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament is helpful about how we should approach these issues today. Chapter 1 of Hebrews says, God, who at various times in various ways spoke in times past by the Father and by the prophets, now this is a clear reference to the fact that in the past, in the Old Testament, God gave dreams and he gave visions. The difference between a dream and a vision is he gives dreams at night and visions are something usually experienced during the day. Then it continues in verse 2, But in these last days, in these latter days, he has spoken to us by his Son. So he's saying now, in these contemporary days, these current days, these last days, God mainly speaks to us through Jesus Christ. So for me, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 seems to suggest God communicates to us today mainly through his Son and that revelation was given to us through the Scriptures, the Bible. Primarily, today I believe God communicates to believers through the Bible, not in dreams. So I personally get very skittish when people say I had a dream last night and the Lord told me. Be careful. I'm not saying the Lord can't do that, but when he does, I personally only want to look or consider that dream from the personal point of view of what that dream might be telling that individual believer. I would be very cautious about assuming any dream had a wider meaning to a local church or even a worldwide Christian community. And it's worth noting that the types of dreams that Joseph is interpreting here are those dreams that have been experienced by these two individuals about their own personal situations. So I'm just saying be careful. And if you really want to know what God is saying, your first point of call should always, always be the Bible, the Word of God. All right, so Joseph says, I can interpret dreams. That's true. So let's just pick up the story in verse 9. 
So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream, and he said to him, In my dream I saw a vine in front of me, and on the vine were three, three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed, and it clusters and it ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's hand, and put the cup in his hand. Now remember, the man having this dream is the cupbearer. The text then continues. This is what it means, Joseph said to him. So Joseph's going to interpret now. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as he used to do when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of prison. I was forcefully carried off from the land of the Hebrews, and even here I have done nothing to deserve being put in prison. Now this passage, or this portion of the passage, is pretty self-explanatory. Joseph interprets the dream. He says the cupbearer, who saw a vine with three branches, the three branches had grapes growing on them, he squeezes the grapes into the cup, and Joseph says a significant part of this dream in terms of what it means to the cupbearer himself are the fact that the three branches are three days. So within three days he's saying these things are going to happen. That's very specific, isn't it? Now I'm led to believe if you go and visit one of those fortune tellers like we have here on the local seafront here at Blackpool, they never tell you anything specific. In fact, I heard the rather humorous story of a young man who went to see one of these fortune tellers and asked if he was going to have any luck in love in the future. And the fortune teller told him he was going to have a blonde into his life who would worship everything he did. Well, the news was the next day his mum bought him a golden Labrador. Anyway, this is a very specific interpretation in these three days. And this interpretation for Joseph is, you're going to be restored to your old position of being a cupbearer. Then Joseph adds this, I'm just asking one thing, he says, I didn't do anything wrong to end up here in prison. So if this dream turns out to be true and you get back to your old job, next time you're next to Pharaoh, please put a good word in for me, as we would say today. I think what he's really asking for, in fact, the text says so, it's called a kindness, a consideration in return for what he's just done for the cupbearer. I think the idea is he wants the cupbearer to bring to Pharaoh's attention his plight, because of course Pharaoh has authority over Potiphar, so that Pharaoh then might understand that Joseph did not do anything wrong, and maybe he might then let him out of prison. So in modern parlance we might say, I've done a favour for you, so why don't you do one for me? I've just interpreted this dream for you, perhaps you can do this small consideration for me. Tell him, he says, I didn't do anything wrong. Rather, he actually says, it's worth noting that wrong had been done to him. Anyway, let's pick up the story at verse 16. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favourable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream, and on my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for pharaohs, but the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what that means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. 
Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and impale your body in the pole, and the birds will eat away your flesh. Well, again, this portion of the passage is self-explanatory, but I think what is interesting here is you'll notice in the opening verse that when the baker heard that the cupbearer's dream had a positive interpretation, it was that point he said, here's my dream, give it a whirl, will you interpret it for me? But of course, he doesn't get the positive dream interpretation that he's seen his friend get. What he gets told is bad news, bad news indeed. The three baskets are again three days, Joseph tells him. The baker, remember, is the one in charge of feeding Pharaoh. Only instead, in this case, he doesn't get a chance to give his baked goods to Pharaoh anymore because Joseph indicates that he's going to get hung and the birds are going to eat his flesh within three days. So what's going on in this message is simply that the cupbearer and the baker, they've got thrown in jail and they have dreams and we have the circumstance where Joseph is able to interpret their dreams for him. I think it's interesting that one interpretation is good and one interpretation is bad, but they both had very specific dreams and those both those dreams had this theme in it that things are going to happen to them within three days. Within three days, both these dreams would be fulfilled. And the verses that follow that will tell us whether Joseph's interpretations are correct. But we'll consider that in the next episode. Anyway, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate each and every one of you who have made the decision to make the study of the Word of God, the Bible, part of the rhythm of your daily lives. Now, I did mention at the start that, of course, remember that there's always all the free resources, including a transcript of everything I've said, available on any audio version of this podcast, which I know the great majority of you access this teaching that way. About 90, over 98% of you, in fact, listening to the audio. Now, if you happen to be one of those few who watch the videos of the podcast, then what I'd recommend is within there you'll find a link to where the audio is hosted on the Buzzsprout website. But it doesn't really matter if you're listening what platform you're receiving this teaching on, whether it be the big ones or even what some of the smaller podcast directories. There should be a link through to an episode notes page with all the links to the various places you can connect. Including the usual is also my Patreon page which is where you can decide you want to become a patron and partner in with me in this work to the tune of about £2 a month. By doing that, you enable this teaching to be made available more widely, to be put on the internet for free and to stay on the internet for free. So if you've decided that God's calling you to support this ministry in that way, you can do that there. But no matter, you know what, I'm really, really grateful and thankful to each and every one of you. I'm aware that there are thousands and thousands of people now joining me on this journey to work through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, over the next five years. And I'm so encouraged that that's the fact. But I particularly want to thank those of you who have made a commitment to pray for this ministry. I really do need your prayers in order to complete 
this amazing vision uh, that God has given me to teach through the whole Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. I'm not going to be able to do it without you, without those people who are praying. So pray that I have the, uh, the health to continue doing this. It means, it means pairing and giving about 20 to 25 minutes of teaching a day. And in order to do that, I need to be in good health and the, the, the people around me who I love and care for also need to remain in good health to a degree so that I can have the time and the emotional resources in order to keep, to keep moving forward in this amazing project. So thank you so much if you've committed to do that. But anyway, that's it for today. So I do hope I'll see you back here tomorrow. Well, it's tomorrow for me, whatever it may be for you, whatever day you happen to get that little pop-up to remind you to listen, or the next time you open up uh, your podcast directory. But I really do hope you make this journey together with me. And if you've just happened to drop in for the first time today, because maybe you were looking and uh, finding some teaching about this particular passage, or maybe you're not a believer and you were just looking for something that's helpful with the interpretation of dreams, well, maybe the Bible's unique and special spin of this might be helpful to you and might even send you off in a whole new direction. I would encourage you, if you want, to join us on this five-year journey and go right back to the beginning as we work through the Word of God together every day. It means you may have to pay catch up for a few months and listen to a couple of episodes a day, but it'll be worth it, I assure you, to have the life-changing power of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit in your lives is going to be a wonderful thing for you, I'm sure. So, that's it. I hope to see you right back here very soon on the Bible Project Daily Podcast. Bye-bye for now.